This podcast is brought to you by listeners like you through Patreon and Coffee.com. Thank you. We're also brought to you by Libris Arcana. Stay tuned during this podcast for more information and promo codes. And, um, you notice that this thing is making basically a straight shot toward Orzag. And and did you give it a town name or No, I just said Orzag. Yeah, it's just going straight, straight there. And, uh, you notice that it's, it knocks everything out of the way like school of fish run out of its way like um it you go by ships and they just watch curiously as you kind of speedboat across (laughs) um like seabirds just suddenly appear out of the ocean uh, you see just all sorts of manner of sea life that you probably wouldn't have seen before just leap out of the way of this large just titan-esque creature and once the sun rises up you realize how big this is and that it's literally just laying flat down you're on its like head abouts and you keep looking and looking for many many like a few miles and you can still see its shadow just underneath the surface damn yeah and you can see that this thing literally is wearing like almost embedded into its skin just centuries of shipwrecks and what seems to be treasure I'm deeply disturbed by this experience good and as you approach the lands of Orzog and see these spires of all the cities in the distance, it stops and lets the momentum just kind of take you the rest of the way. It doesn't say much, but... Um, I wave back at it and shout, Thank you! And you can feel one less one last breath it breathes on you and maybe just maybe slight change within you what the did i accidentally become a warlock what happened just a boon nothing nothing important okay 
nothing weird. You might have gills eventually, but you know. You're oh my god, no. Uh, so yeah, Taz, um, you feel just the breath of this demigod all over you. And, Do I have uh, any idea who or what that was? Um, give me a religion check. All right. Fifteen. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, training as a bard, you hear a lot of weird sta- uh, tales, especially since you're someone who's lived by the coast for such a long time. You've heard of a being that some people basically call the judge that goes along to all the ocean civilizations to basically be the final word in disputes between underwater kingdoms. You kind of gather from the what you've seen and the dis- many descriptions that you've heard that this was the judge of the ocean. That's terrifying. Yeah, it's a it's a thing that can destroy undersea kingdoms pretty good, and probably ships in a single tail swipe. All right. I'm going to do what I do best and compartmentalize. <laughs> Taz, after your trip with the Judge of the Ocean, you find yourself on the west coast of Orzak. If your sister still lives in your hometown of Zephros, then she is hundreds of miles away on the other side, on the east coast of Orzag. You know from prior experience, all of the coast of Orzag is dotted by small towns and villages with buildings that are hunkered up or even built into the slopes and the cliffs near the ocean. Because of these cliffs, there are sudden drops, large cliffs, oceans have basically drilled their way into these cliff sides. There are many hazards like falling rocks, stuff like that. And because of this, the roads are more on the interior of the country than on the coast. But you can still try to travel along the beaches and cliff sides if you really want to. But most people, their preferred way to travel from town to town that are by the ocean is by boat. You also know from experience and from your parents being merchants that you can follow the interior roads and that it's a lot safer to travel with a caravan or in groups. And one reason it's a little dangerous to travel on your own is that in some of these cities, there are still families of wizards that try to get control at any cost. Some have peace treaties with each other and can coexist, others can't. And you know the main wizard families are the Austers, the Halsters, the Folias, 
the Juvanis, and the Burbellis. These are usually the more nicer ben benevolent ones, but also they all, except for the austeres, deal in slavery. And that means if you travel through their towns, there's a good chance that someone could knock you over the head if you're traveling alone and, well, bad things happen. But since your parents were merchants and you had some rides with them, you knew their friends, they're probably still around, you can easily take a caravan trip across country and be safe. Do you want to try to go with a caravan across the country of Warzag? Do you think that sounds like a good option? Uh, that's what I'll do then. So, is your main goal to uh, get back home to see your sister, or...? At this point, yeah. She's kind of done. She's really done with life, the universe, and everything. So, <laughs> she's going home. We're going to pause things for a moment and have a word from our sponsors. Libris Arcana. Do you like role-playing games, but you have no dice? Are you a dice dragon and just need a horde dice? Libris Arcana has you covered. Libris Arcana offers both a monthly and quarterly subscription to get dice. Yeah, that's right. They send you dice monthly or every three months. They also sell individual dice sets and great leather protective book covers for your gaming manuals. Go to www.librisarcana.com. That's L-I-B-R-I-S-A-R-C-A-N-A.com to find out more. And if you use the promo code SWORDFALLFAN, you get a discount. Look in the description below for more details. And now, back to the story. Okay. Um, first, give me your survival check. And then we'll have you roll some dice to see how many oh days... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Survival? There. Yep, survival. Well... Okay, bad. could be worse. Could be worse. Now this one, you might want like a really little low roll on. I might uh -oh. add a few days if it's too low. Uh, roll me 2d4. Okay, alright. Five. Actually sounds... About right to travel from there along the roads all the way to the west coast. Um, Just five days of being very pissed and very alone. 
Well, you probably found at least a caravan or something to take you down. Actually, roll me a 1d20. Let's just see how your luck is along the way. Oh, I'm lucky, actually. I have the lucky feet. So, if Ooh. that influences anything. Yeah, well, I'm going to say, since you do have a lucky feet, things do go your way. Because you'd probably make it go your way anyways. <laughs> so, what what would be the best case scenario once uh, you get into a city? Would it be finding, your, like, your parents' old friends' caravan or... Yeah, probably. Just find someone who's traveling. I'd probably want a large group of people, probably merchants, that I can be like, I'm entertaining, and also I can use a sword, so take me with you. Yeah. And, you know, some people recognize you. They're like, oh, yeah, you're, uh... I can be pretty damn persuasive when I put my mind to it as well. Trying to remember if your parents even had names. I don't remember. I don't know if I gave them names or not. Oh, your daughter. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you find a caravan. You travel. You you hit like the big cities along the way. Um. By some of the what the Kelsies, just really big freaking lakes. Uh. So you make your way from like. Anvil, then, um, Bechior, Bismont, Tibble, then you just kind of go along the coast, and you eventually make it back to your hometown. Um, Which, okay. As I soon as I arrive, Zephra. Zephra, um, that's right. As soon as I get there, the first thing I'm going to do is look for Elena. And last I heard, she was working at, um, at a tavern, so I'm going to go there first. Uh, this being your hometown, uh, you know that there's several dif- different districts. Uh, you know that uh, the main ruling wizard family, they're, they're pretty good. Um, basically, they're like part of the city, their territory. They don't have slaves. They forbid anyone in that part to have any. But you do know that there's the crappier part of town, kind of ruled by ruled by some minor wizard families who are kind of like the rest of the wizards, who are like, "Hey, anything goes, as long as you pay the taxes." Mm. Um. So I'm I'm gonna assume that she was probably in the nicer part of town. Yeah. Uh, what was the tavern called? Um, the Lucky Clover. You get there. You look for the Lucky Clover. You find its remains burnt down to the ground, which is odd because a lot of the city is made out of like clay and metal and some really fine thick like ironwood but on the other hand there's a lot of like magic fire that happens so the lucky clover wasn't so lucky yeah well hmm okay 
what to do next? Um, I will head for the inn that Elodora frequents whenever she's in town. Hey. And what is this place called? Oh, jeez. Um, the Lamia. The Lamia? Yes. Okay. Uh, see so you, uh, Gillen. It's still, like, as lovely furnished, because I'm, I'm guessing Elodora would not be in a bad place. <laughs> Elodora is a classy lady. Yes, she is. Um, you know, it's, it's all sil silk drapes and cushy pillows, and there's always some bard about if it isn't Elodora, it's somebody else. But how long has it been since you've been to your hometown? Oh, um, a couple of years. Three? Question mark? Yeah, that sounds good. Um, so, you go in, and, uh, you notice there's been a slight modification to the inn's name. Now it says Elodora's Valenia. So she bought the place. Um... Kind of don't expect her to be there, but I'm going to give it a shot anyway. Uh, so you get in. The place is wafting with just lovely incense. And uh, there is a nice sitting room, which is mainly comprised of pillows. And there is a person um, standing there. It's not really a desk, but it it's more or less like a table and... Uh, they stand up and greet you. Hello, welcome to the Lemia. Hi, um, I'm looking for, uh, uh, Elodora, if she's here. Isn't everyone looking for Elodora? Well, fair enough. Is she in? Um, let me check. And you are... Taz. Mockwell. Taz Mockwell. And the person starts to think something. You can see all the screw screws, like all the cogs and wheels in their head turning as if there was something important to that name. And they get like a small scroll and unscroll it. Oh, you're on the preferred list. Go up the stairs, um, all the way to the top. There is a penthouse. This is like only a three-story building, so... <laughs> so the view is certainly lovely. Yeah. Well, thank you for your help. And I will head for the stairs. And, you know, she tries to, like, say... You know, you're welcome to Smockwell. And, like, she gets, some, like, the person gets suddenly all grovelly, you know, once you're like, yeah, I'm Taz. So you make your way up. And, you know, it's a... 
an inn where bards hang out. It, it seems to be a little bit more relaxed, I guess would be the word, than what you remember. Especially since, like, now Elidor is taking control. And you hear certain amount of noises that probably wouldn't be there before. Though it's not a whorehouse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I has this whole mentality is like I I don't have time for this shit. And I uh, <laughs> Yeah, you make your way up, keep going up and up, and uh you uh finally make it to the roof. And uh it looks like a newer structure has been built up on top of this. It's almost like a um a greenhouse and a regular home kind of smashed into one structure. So the front of it is all made out of glass, has a lot of plants. Um, it's it's unlocked, and you go in there, and there's actually a few, like, fancy-looking birds. Like, with just the like, full, like, birds of paradise plumage and stuff inside here. It is warm. It is, like, um, what's the word? Lots of air vapor. Humid? Humid. That's the word. <laughs> um, it is humid. And there are a lot of, like, lovely-looking plants just out and about. This definitely was not here three years ago. Pretty. Is Elodora here? Um, give me a perception check. This podcast is powered by listeners like you. Thanks. Please like, comment, rate, share, and subscribe wherever you can. Consider supporting us through Patreon, Coffee.com, or by hitting the listener support button on our Anchor.fm page. Follow and interact with us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Discord. For all these links, look in the description below. If you liked our podcast, consider listening to these other great podcasts. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. Come all ye sailors and scallywags, and join the crew of Flintlocks and Fireballs, a D&D podcast following a band of privateers sailing the seas of Napoleonic Calcinia. Catch us at flintlocksandfireballs.com every Tuesday at 7pm GMT or on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube and more. You can also follow us on Facebook at Flintlocks and Fireballs or Twitter on at FlintlocksDND. Fair seas and natural twenties.
No cracking storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.